check, 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 check. Welcome to the show. This is Between Two Beards podcast. I'm your host, Brock. I'm your other host, Mike. And we are the beards that you are between. I like that. All right, welcome back to another amazing episode of Between Two Beards. But before we start, Brock, I have a question for you. Okay, Mike. What's do you up? like? Do you like coffee? I do like coffee. I like me some coffee. There's that meme where the guy picks up the the coffee mug and it's about four sizes too big and he just pours it all over himself. That's me about seven a.m. Okay, simple yeah. yes or no question here. Well, okay, yes. Um, what, what's your favorite kind of coffee? Ooh. I gotta be honest. Uh huh. It's not the cup that's in my hand. <laughs> it is Basin's Coffee. Just answer the questions, okay? You're taking my punchlines. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So Basin's Coffee is your favorite. It is. Wow. It is. And you're holding. That. What are you holding in your hands? I'm unfortunately holding a cup with a siren on it. So he has a Starbucks coffee, and our guests today are the Basins. Welcome to the show, guys. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Who are these voices? Why don't we start uh, start right here to my left? Just give me a, just a little introduce of yourself, and we'll just kind of go around the room and go from there. Well, good morning, gentlemen. My name is Brad Basin, and thank you very much for this opportunity. We're we're excited to be here, and uh, this this should it'll be a lot of fun. Thank you, Bradford. <laughs> Oh gosh, who is this? Who's next? His daughter. (laughs) My darling daughter. (laughs) And this is Joanne. My darling wife. All right, so uh, they are the basins. Why don't we start with, uh, is it it Elizabeth, Liz, Lizzie? Whatever. Whatever (laughs) I decide to call you because, you know, I wouldn't do that. We'll go with Elizabeth. Yeah, Liz. Sure. Yeah. Lizzie. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about um, where you went to high school? You graduated college, graduated. Yeah. 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 So uh, I went to Danville High School, uh, graduated there in 2019, and then I went to St. Francis University. Gosh. It's a small uh, little, little school on the mountaintop uh, <laughs> between Altoona and Pittsburgh, and there's about 2,000 undergrad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it really is small, and I just graduated there in May. And what uh, degree? I was a double major, business analytics and management. Sounds smart. Mm. 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 Yeah. Uh, tell us <laughs> now. We are in our little pre-meeting, uh, pre-show meeting that we had, we we mm-hmm. found out you're a swimmer. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. So I started swimming competitively when I was three, and Whoa. I swam YMCA up until I graduated high school, and then I went to the school I actually went to was Division One, so I swam two years Division One too. Wow. Wow. So three years old? I didn't even know you could start like swimming competitively. Well, she had a little a little help with that. Her brother was swimming and there's a seven okay. year difference between them. So she went an hour already on deck and Matthew was already in yeah. his swimming career and so she was tagging along and uh, huh. I'll let Joanne kind of maybe tell the, the story of 
Actually, what I just how heard she was started. Her brother accidentally pushed her in. It was sink or swim time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that may have happened. That's not you, like you how learn how to started. swim real fast when that happens, right, Mike? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry. What got her started was we went to sign her brother up for swimming, and she went over and she flopped a quarter on the stand on the table, and she <laughs> picked up a swim cap and she walked away. And uh, you know, we were kind of. Um, okay I said you know I'll bring it back when she loses interest in it and such and so forth but um, she decided that she wanted to swim and so she did and she would swim as far as she could during a practice and then she would get out and walk with her coach and her coach was about six feet tall <laughs> and she was you know about two feet tall so they would walk side by side down to the end of the pool and so the first time she actually made it to the end of the pool mm. I had tears running down my eyes Aww. and that was at that first meet um, and I had tears running down my eyes, and it took her over probably a minute and a half. But she did it, and she was determined to do it, and she had been swimming ever since. Wow. Yeah. Now, has, was mom or dad a swimmer at all? Dad. Dad was, yep. Okay. I guess we'll get there in a little bit. No? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I just got side-eyed. <laughs> we did. We give. We gave the disclaimer early that you 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 have the choice to say whatever you <laughs> feel comfortable sharing. So, um, yeah, if he wants to hide his speedo days, that's fine too. Wait a minute. We do need a picture for the uh, Instagram. We might need one of those. Yes, it's right here. Can't you see it on this podcast? <laughs> Amazing. I'm just so glad you both have faces for, for radio. We've been told that many times. <laughs> That's why they won't let us have any cameras right. in here. <laughs> How about this? I'll put my Speedo on if you two do. Oh, I'll gladly do it. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, I'm That's too easy. <laughs> I would do it once. Um, but that would also be that would be the first and the last time that it happened. So. My wife just went, Brad, shut up. <laughs> Don't. Don't encourage him. I'm okay with that. Just give us about like 10 years to, uh, to, give, to find our, uh, our, our television faces and bodies. <laughs> you got Hot it. Hot bro summer. <laughs> so anyway, so... Um, Let's let's go. Why don't we go to since you have the microphone, Joanne? Why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Where are you from? Grew up. I grew up in a very small town or village called Seven Stars, um, mm. about a half an hour south of Sealands Grove. Um, I've never heard the of it. Closest mall was in Sealands Grove, okay. and before that one was built, the closest mall was in Harrisburg. So wow. I really didn't have much there. My parents owned a grocery and hardware store and um, a second store that was more of like a gift shop type store. So I worked there. So what school district would that have been? Greenwood High School. I know. Never heard of it. I graduated with a class of 59 students. Wow. 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 Yeah. That's small. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody says, is that private school? Nah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) But I knew people from grades fourth grade all the way up because I coached basketball and I, as a yeah. as a high school basketball player, I coached basketball for the fourth and fifth graders. So oh, cool. they knew kids from fourth grade all the way up to. Yeah. So athletics is really running on both sides. Is what I'm is what I'm hearing, right? Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So you played you so you played basketball, yeah. and coached basketball. Yes. Do you still like basketball? Do you watch it? I all? do. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite basketball team? 
No, I just enjoy watching. Okay, them. that's I fine. Say I have a favorite. All right, well, just curious. Favorite player, person that you like to watch, or that you used to really like. I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Not like Larry Bird. Huh? I love Larry Bird. Hmm. Yeah. Nothing. All right, that's fine. And did you go to college or anything like that? Or? I did. I went to York College of Pennsylvania. Okay. Excellent. And I have a degree in respiratory therapy. Okay. Which I don't use. Uh, <laughs> that was my next question. <laughs> I did when we were first married. But um, once I had children, it, the, I wanted to go part-time. They didn't have a part-time position available. So mm-hmm. I kind of backed off and took time to raise my family. Sure. Yeah. So I, I, I honestly, I think that's that's just, it's really cool when you can do that and and, ha- and and be able to have that opportunity to be, be with the kids. I, I mean, we've, as a family, we, we've struggled with, you know, making that, making those sacrifices to do that, whether it's from a career side or from a monetary side. But I, I just think there's so much value in being able to step away if you, especially if you can, to just be with your kids. That's, I like that a lot. Yeah. Sorry. No, dude, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Brad, then what about you? Where did, where did, where do you, uh, where do you come from? Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Lock Haven okay. and attended Lock Haven University for a while and then uh, went to Waynesport Hospital's paramedic program, finished mm-hmm. there and worked down in Harrisburg uh, and uh, worked in the ER at Polyclinic Medical Center. And guess who worked in the respiratory therapy department at Polyclinic? So there we go. Yeah. I, was, I was, you know, as I'm listening to their stories, I'm like, how in the world did they <laughs> find each other? I, I was, they're okay. Here there, we go. As far as I know, there's not any big, like, rivers or lakes that might run past seven stars. So I was like, <laughs> is that, that where, that, like, Brad was just, like, on a swimming, like, journey yeah. and, uh. and became, like, the merman or something like that. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you guys met so, at the hospital? We did. Yep. We met at the hospital and started dating and dated who, for about a year. Who saw so, who first? I am not a question I've ever been asked. I don't know. Probably at lunch because I know there are a few of us. We kind of all kind of would hang out in the cafeteria together and we'd eat. You and yeah, Patty. I don't and, really yeah. know. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. So it's just kind of an organic thing that just kind of happened or... Yeah, we were both invited to a Super Bowl party, but we were the only other two guests. <laughs> That's funny. Well, there was another couple that was supposed to be there, but they didn't show up. Uh, okay. So it wasn't like a setup or anything? Well, uh, a little kind bit. Kind of. I think kind of. But okay. <laughs> we'll call it a, a divine appointment. No. <laughs> I think it was. No. Yeah. So how long have we been married now? <laughs> Oh my gosh, they just looked at each other. (laughs) (laughs) I know how many years. Let's see if my wife remembers. (laughs) 34 years. 34. Very good. That is the correct answer. (laughs) That was a loaded question, I felt. (laughs) I was like, man, Mike, we've been surprised before by some of the questions we asked. I felt my heart drop into my stomach. (laughs) Oh no, what do we do? (laughs) 34 years. And I'm sorry, how old are you? 43. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I'm old. Yeah. A lot older than I look, though, right, Brad? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brock, how old are you? 
I am 32. He's See, we have been married longer than he has been walking the face of this earth. That's oh, true. He's a baby. But he's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you guys get married, and then how do we get... So we, we're working in a hospital in the medical field. So how do we get from the medical field to coffee? Well, I had already given up working in the medical field because I was um, um, stayed home with the family. Okay. And then I always kind of said that if I ever went back to work, I'd go back to work for the school district, which is what I did because then my schedule would be the same as my mm. kids. Okay. Um, but I went back to school when she was about in third grade. Mm. Yep. And after we got married, <clears throat> we eventually landed in Danville. And uh, I was working for a, uh, uh, had a, we'll call it an, an incident that I was on workman's comp for, for about a year of a firefighting accident and went back to school for biomedical electronics at Penn College mm, wow. and was working for a hospital, uh, working on CAT scans and MRIs at the time. And um, that then led into a sales opportunity uh, and it was just a, uh, some leaps from here to there to be able to uh, eventually want to be able to have my own company. Mm. And I had always loved coffee and it was something that uh, enjoyed and was uh, a pastor friend of mine got me interested in home roasting. Mm. And so we did that for a while. It's one of those things that it's a hobby that you enjoy and you want to yeah. share with others. And it was a friend of mine that actually owned a, a coffee shop in the Hazleton area that kind of kicked me in the butt and said, you know, you really ought to look at this on a larger scale. Yeah. And so we started looking at the uh, the possibility and, and, and looking at vendors and sourcing and uh, put together a business plan and bought a uh, commercial roaster, and that was uh, in 2001. No, 2011. Uh, 2011, and so now 12 years later, here we're we're up and going. Wow, that's awesome! That's really I, cool. I have to tell you guys, it was it's so funny how things kind of work. I was uh, my wife works at for Geisinger, and I had to stop in there at 8:30 this morning to. Um, do some non Geisinger things that, uh, so while I was there, um, you know, I was, I was at Knoll's with the youth group all day yesterday. So I'm like, I'm kind of dragging this morning and I only had like home coffee at home quick. And so I'm like walking around like a zombie and the one of her friends, uh, Jody's friends said, Hey, you, you look like you need some coffee. I'm like, Oh, I need some coffee. You're like, Oh, don't get Pete's. It's not good here. Like, we, we wish that we had basin coffee here. I couldn't believe they said it. I'm like, I'm sorry, wait, what did you, I, I asked her, what did you say? She goes, oh, basin coffee, have you ever tried it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I may have had it. <laughs> you tried it, I wish it was an Ivy drip. <laughs> We're working on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what they, she said, and she said, like, I think I think there's, there's something happening with Geisinger and Basin's, like, they were like. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So I was like, wow, that, that, it's just so funny that that happened literally this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and uh, you guys have a new shop on is uh, it Mill Street? Is that what it is in Danville? There. Yep. Yeah, we moved our retail. We had our production facility there behind the the library, behind McWilliams, behind the the post office is kind of where it was located. And we moved the retail store out of there to a new location on Mill Street, which used to be the police station. And so yeah, it, it's uh, given us the opportunity to be able to do more and help our customers and in more ways. So yeah, it's, it's worked out well. Yeah, I've, I've been in there. Mike, have you been in there yet? 
Not in the news place, no. Oh, we're gonna. I think we're gonna make a beeline there right after the, we're done recording this, maybe. Yep, it used I to be like an old idea. used to be an old bank, and yeah. the vault is still there. Uh, and the police yeah. department uh, they used it as their evidence uh, storage. Oh wow! And, and so, but the the it's from the twenties, and it's a big old vault, big old door, still there. It's 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 pretty cool to look at. It, it's oh, uh, cool. people love sitting in there and and yeah. chatting. It's nice and quaint. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. So, so tell me about okay. So that's that's the the let's say non-Christian side of things. Where does where did God come into play? Where did you guys come into having a relationship with Christ? Like what's your what's your your story or journey, as you would say, to get you know that God has had you on. Mm-hmm. Great question. And the one thing I would encourage folks to do. This was something. Uh, back uh shortly after we were married joanne and i were attending a bible study and someone uh had had suggested to write down your testimony Mm. and so i remember sitting down with uh, word perfect at the time (laughs) (laughs) and writing out my testimony and i think it's something that i I would encourage everybody to do it's just something Mm. about it Mm. uh to go through that exercise but i know for myself it was i did not grow up in a in a christian family uh, we occasionally we were the the C and E Christians. I mean, we uh, attenders yeah. uh, just go on Christmas and Easter at, <clears throat> at best. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was uh, I moved down to Florida for a short time and uh, ran into a gentleman who was a my roommate and who was a a, a born again believer. And he but he was great. His name was David. He was one that. Uh, didn't beat me over the head, but he was let me know where he was, where he stood, and even went to uh, church with him once or twice. And it was just something very different about mm-hmm. where where he went and just hearing people and what talking about having a relationship and what Christ was doing in their lives, and it just started getting things going. I moved back to Pennsylvania, ran into some other folks who started saying the same things that David was saying down in Florida. I was like, hey, do, do you know Dave Smith down in Florida? Because he's saying the same stuff that you are. And they're like, no. I'm like, okay. Uh, but it was just interesting how things connected and started growing and, and learning and teaching. And uh, probably one of the, the strangest ways of making that decision to accept Christ as my Savior was... Believe it or not, through music, it was through mm. a, all right, yes, I'm showing my age. It was a cassette. Love it. Yeah. A cassette of a live production of a group called Petra. Oh, Petra Praise. Yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, captured in time and space. And I, it was a cassette that was given to me. I just listened to it over and over and over and over again. And it was always interesting. At the end of the, uh, the, end of the cassette, there was always an altar call Mm. and I kept would listen to it and listen to it. And just one day I was sitting in my car listening to it and it just finally hit me. Mm. I was like, this is about me. And it was right there, right then Mm. that switch occurred. I made that decision. I sat there and I prayed. I, uh, Asked Christ to come into my heart and said, yep, I am a sinner. I cannot do this on my own. I need you. I do have that God-sized hole in my heart that yeah. needs filled. And so it's probably one of the more 
unusual ways to be able to uh, mm-hmm. come to the Lord and then uh, just sharing this with my other friends. They uh, started attending Hershey Free Evangelical Church and just starting that's where my um, my relationship started and it has been an amazing ride. Uh, and then I had the opportunity to uh, meet Joanne and we were going on our first date to go skiing. And I happen to still have that cassette. Nice. And I put it in. We were listening to it. She looks at me. She goes, is this Petra? And I go, yeah. She goes, oh. I said, and then we both realized that we were both Christians. And, and that just kind of really took the relationship. Wow. Uh, and I was like, this is the woman I want to spend the rest of my life with. Wow. And Petra was at the, the heart of at it. At the heart of it. Well, Jesus, but you know, <laughs> Jesus through Petra. <laughs> my my brother just came home from Ocean City, New Jersey, where um, Petra was performing at a church in Ocean yeah. City, New Jersey. You couldn't believe it because we had the same cassette tape, and we lo- we wore that cassette tape out. It was great. I had there was some bangers on there. Yeah. Yes, there were. I don't even know where that tape is anymore. It probably got eaten up and got thrown away. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I was just listening to the what was that uh, the audio adrenaline song when they bring up Petra and that mm. Megadeth. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So that takes us over to you, I guess, Joanne. I guess. Well, um, my upbringing was a little different because we went to church every Sunday, <laughs> um, and from you know from the time I was knee high to grasshopper, I guess. But um, it, we we actually had a. Um, a, a Christian group come into the church at one point. I think I was maybe 15, mm. I guess. Um, and they um, they performed, and then they did an altar call, and that, that was where I uh, accepted mm. Christ. And, um, you know, then we went off to college, and I continued to go to a different church when I was at college. And the, the roommate that I had was also a Christian, which God works mm. really mm. well. And the two, lady, the two girls across from us were also yeah. born again and and so we had a great group with just you know the two rooms that back and forth um the whole time we were in college because we pretty much shared we were always near each other um and then he kind of told the rest of the story so yeah. yeah and that's how we how we went that's really cool yeah See how how the young Padawan who grew up in a Christian family. Are you ready for a roller coaster? <laughs> oh, I love roller coasters. <laughs> let's do yeah, it, yeah, baby. Let's get into it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, I attended church every Sunday. Uh-huh, sure. Um, but I went to Camp Epicasica, mm-hmm. which okay. is you know, yeah, that's where Heard all of, of the yeah, 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 you know, um, and. Have you guys? I I never heard of this recent until recently with the like Christian memes. You know, do you guys know about Cry Night with Church Camp? No. Did you say Cry Night? Cry, cry Night. C R Y. Yeah. No. It's like with the big altar call where everyone comes forward. Oh, oh, Cry Night. Okay. Yeah. Have okay, you? Okay. You guys never heard? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've never seen it, but I've done. never, I've never seen it. Yeah, I didn't know. It's usually hey, like Thursday this is night be in the, the week we're long thing. Shatter yeah. your existence, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, that's kind of how it was. <laughs> okay. And I went forward. How old were you? Sixth, seventh grade. Okay. I don't exactly know. Yep. Um, and so I went forward, and they, you know, like prayed with me, talked with me, and then afterwards. It was a male camp counselor, I don't remember his name, pulled me aside, and he said, 
I'm going to try to talk you out of it. Because that's what, in, in reality, that's what people are going to try to do the entire mm. time. And so he tried to talk me out of it, giving me all these like cons. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So then on Saturday mm. before going home, I was baptized. Yeah. And I held, you know, like a study relationship. I was reading my Bible, attending church. And then I went to college. <laughs> okay. Tell us more. <laughs> At St. Francis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's a Catholic school. Um, so I didn't really attend church on campus because mm-hmm. I wasn't Catholic. So I couldn't take right. communion. And so I was kind of just chilling and, you know, partying mm-hmm. and drinking underage, mm-hmm. um, which you should never do. Don't do that. Um, and I didn't necessarily have a great relationship with Christ then, kind of distanced myself, didn't have friends that were Christians. Mm-hmm. And so I fell into this depressed, depressed state. Um sophomore year um didn't want to stay alive mm-hmm. didn't want to do anything really hid in my room and I was still swimming at this point yeah had a terrible relationship with my coach um and wasn't what? sleeping at night and so I was taking melatonin to sleep, be able to sleep mm, yeah five ten milligrams sometimes 15 milligrams which is like crazy for someone my size sure. to be taking that much melatonin and so one day i took 15 milligrams of melatonin <laughs> and then decided to go for a drive <laughs> oh man mm. oh man not just a drive <laughs> a drive to her brother's house okay well i didn't know where i was going but that's ultimately where i ended up because they were camping <laughs> oh. so um my brother was pissed <laughs> that I was at his doorstep at 3 a.m. But um, I kind of talked with them the next morning. And I wanted to quit swimming. I wanted to quit everything in reality. Mm-hmm. And um, my brother was like, you know, you have 10 days until NECs, which is our championship conference meet. Um, my sister-in-law, Chelsea, looked at me and she said, it's 10 days. Can you do it? And I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, got through it, got through the 10 days, um, performed really, really well, had an amazing last race, and I decided that I was going to transfer. I was going to transfer because I couldn't be in that like toxic relationship with the team and the coach anymore. And so, I was going to transfer up to a small school in um, New York, but I was also having problems with my shoulder. So I was like, you know what? I should probably go get my shoulder looked at. Uh, turns out I had a torn rotator cuff. And so I finally got it fixed a while while later. Turns out it wasn't just a torn rotator cuff. Um, it was also dislocating. And I kept on telling people, like, look, like my shoulder's coming out. And mm. the surgeon told me, like, while I was on the operating table, they were able to easily dislocate my arm. So um, they repaired the tear of my rotator cuff mm. and that. But... I ended up staying at St. Francis, which was probably for the best. Um, got close with one of the girls that was on the swim team, and we started mm-hmm. attending a Bible stu- study in Altoona with a church. Um, and so I was able to get closer there um, to Christ and be able to, uh, you know, get get closer to Christ back in my life. And, um, I mean, yeah, that's where I 
that's where I'm at right now. I was down in Delaware last year and got in touch with a great church down there, mm-hmm. um, which probably brought me even closer. I was able to um, help with a Bible study actually down there for kids, middle school girls. Um, and, you know, just, just those things of putting my life back together is amazing because truly I probably shouldn't be alive after that drive. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. <laughs> here <Yeah>. I am. <laughs> wow. Thank you for sharing. You know, you can really just see God, God, God in his protection and he's got a plan right and obviously you're here so and young and just kind of getting ready to go out into the world and be that vessel used by god and he's got a purpose for you and right um man you can really see it in that testimony good yeah. for you yeah and don't make don't make any mistake like the fact that you got in a car and you shouldn't have gotten to where you got to safely i mean that is nothing short of of God's intervention and, and just keeping there. Cause you know, I, I shared, you know, a couple of weeks ago now, um, in my testimony, you know, part of my testimony, at least with mental health struggles that, you know, there were so many times where I actually did get in car accidents and I, you know, there was, um, I don't know if I shared this detail, but you know, I just had a, you know, one of those times, like the pole, the telephone pole that I ended up wrapping my car around, um, it was only about eight, eight inches from my head. And, uh, so, you know, just to, to give you even more confidence in knowing that God absolutely had his hand on you in that moment. And through those moments, like that's, that's a real, that's really, that's a reality. And he's operating on this supernatural unseen (laughs) surface of, of, in our lives. And, and to, to, hear your story I mean I have absolutely no doubt that he got you there safely and that not only did he get you there safely but he was with you as you were struggling and going through that deep dark slide and he was ready for you to make that change too and uh, yeah stay there stay in that you know because he's he, he absolutely has you and, 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 and honestly if anybody else who's listening to this right now this is this is uh this is this is where Jesus operates. He operates in those who are who are the lives of those who are 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 lowly in the in the lives of those who 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 need help. That's where Jesus goes. He goes he goes to find the one and that's the, the story of the gospel right there is and and that's what we celebrate in 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 talking with people and and bringing them on on to talk about their lives and the ways Jesus made the impact. So thank you for for feeling vulnerable enough to share that with us. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you have great parents, right? That helps support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a huge help once you know yeah. they got back from their camping trip and were in self service again. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> I went on a drive. <laughs> Actually, she didn't find out for a couple of days. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I figured I should probably do it in person. You know that that even that detail doesn't really surprise me all that much. You know, <laughs> it, 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 and I think a lot of times, you know, I think a lot of times the the tendency is to think that there's 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 only one or two people that could that Jesus is going to use to, to, to speak in your life. But the fact that your brother and your sister-in-law were there to, to be that person, I mean, that to me, that's just, 
that's another layer of being able to celebrate what what we believe in and what your your parents have instilled in you guys is that you know when you're you were in that moment and you could know to go to your brother's house and then not only once you got there that it was you said it was like a weird time of day right it was like oh yeah it was like 3 a.m <laughs> yeah i mean it just you know i i've had stories and even in my family even recently in the past couple of weeks stories were man it just it doesn't make sense you know you show up at the at times where where, where maybe nobody's available or or you you're you're looking for the right per, for for the person you want to go to but you get intercepted by somebody else and 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 God uses people, you know, and that's one part of the things is like it's the urgency of what we do here. It's like it's not about us. It's about it's about it's about him and it's about him using us to be a part of that story. Um man, so thank you so much for for sharing yeah. that. Yeah. No, it, it's it, I I will say I'm 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 I love both my kids. Yeah. And they both love the Lord. And is something to be able to to see how they they help each other out, and we're, we're very uh, Joanne and I are very grateful and very thankful for what God has done in our lives, our marriage. I mean, the, the the different miracles that you see from time to time, and yeah. the different challenges that are thrown at you, but how they can turn into blessings yeah. in the long run. Even though you're looking at this horrible incident, but Absolutely. it's amazing. Uh, what can come out of it, and so it, it's God is awesome. He is. It, it's yeah. we don't understand everything of what happens and why it happens, but I have seen firsthand that no matter what the tragedy is, mm-hmm. it will turn out for His good in some way. Yeah, amen. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I love that you started it off by saying, ready for the roller coaster. Because, <laughs> you know what? That's kind of how the spiritual walk with Christ can be sometimes, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I have a, I get, I mean, <laughs> it's it, it might always be a roller coaster, but that's just kind of how it is, right? Satan wants to get you alone. He wants you to get you alone and sometimes, you know, create those thoughts. And yeah. and he's the he's the father of confusion. He's the father of yep. lies. Yep. And getting you out in a way and coming after you. Because in the harder he attacks, I mean, the plan for Christ, that God has for you is probably an amazing plan. So, mm-hmm. um, when, yeah. you, when you when when you, it sucks to know, like, oh, great, yeah, <laughs> there's, a, there's a spiritual warfare and it's over me, and it's like, wow, you know. But at the same time, it's all because God is awesome, yeah. and um, you know, He will pursue you, yeah. and He will continue to pursue you, and He never ever stops. Right. And as yeah. you go on that roller coaster. You know, it's highs and lows. When you're in the lows, just remember God's still pursuing. Yeah, it's a roller coaster. It's also a battlefield. You know, it's like we, we, I think it's so easy for us to not see that there is that battle that's going on in every person's life, right? We have God who stands for everything that's wise and, and truth and love. And then we have an adversary that stands for confusion and the destruction of innocence and and just depravity and uh it is the fight it's the the, there make no mistake i mean that that is the battle is there is an adversary that doesn't want anything good for us and uh and it's one of the things i think we champion in 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 
have have said time and time again and have seen to be truthful in our talks with other people um, and correct me if I'm wrong Mike it's like this I the com- having that community and that foundation of knowing who Jesus is and, and having a community of people around you that are that are going to be there for you when you fall right having that foundation but also having that community of of people who who understand at least in a small way and the the that love aspect of who God is and what he's what he wants best for us um and the love that Jesus um brought when he came down to earth um it's a fight it's a battle it really is there is a fight for every single person that is being um waged right now in everyone's life and that that's the urgency it's like we we don't just have this show just because we like talking to people but we know. do but we do <laughs> we don't you know we don't we we but we come here and we laugh with people and we cry with people because that's part of war Amen. it's 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 knowing that there is a struggle and there is urgency and there's and in war there is there is difficulty and there is struggle and there is suffering but there's also victory and there is also peace and there is also joy that can be found within the midst of it and uh that's what we celebrate every time we talk to somebody on exactly here. so lizzie let me ask you this i mean tell, hold us all that what has Jesus done in your life? Gave me a purpose, I guess, is the yeah. easiest and quickest way to explain it. I mean, I I think if I would have kept swimming, there would have it would have been harder for me. I I don't think I would have transferred well if I would have transferred up to the school in New York. Um, but it also opened new opportunities for me because I wasn't swimming. I got involved in clubs on campus. I was able to go to the Bible study because mm-hmm. that was one thing. I would be up at 5.30 or 6 a.m. every single morning. So going to a Bible study at like 7 p.m. was like out of the question. Mm -hmm. Like by the time I'd get home, it'd be like 9, 9.30 and I'd want to be in bed. So um, it opened my, I guess, itinerary to be able to try and explore different things and be able to go to the Bible study and make friends outside of swimming. Um, Not that swimming wasn't bad. I mean, it taught me a lot of great things. Mm But um, I was able to, like I said, expand, and that gave me time to, you know, search for internships. So, I mean, I went from a a small um, startup in Lewisburg, um, and then last year I was able to go down to Delaware and work for a Fortune 100 financial firm, which is ultimately where I'll um, be living in the next Mm -hmm. mm, two weeks <laughs> <laughs> um, wow yeah so i mean like i said it gave me a purpose it gave me something to look forward to because Je- i mean without jesus in my life i was i, I was down in dumps i yeah. mean honestly um yeah so i yeah let me ask you this just because and this is you don't have to answer if you don't want to but as a as a believe it or not this might be a, a, a shocker to most. I was a, I was an athlete once upon a time. It was many many moons ago, and about 150 pounds ago. But baseball baseball was my sport, and I I I truly loved baseball more than anything else in this world. And um, I had I got into a moment in high school where, and I was challenged by Reggie White, which 
uh, I'm sure the youth today don't even know who that is, but he was called the Minister of Defense. He played for the Eagles and the Packers, and he he talked about how he had to give football to God, and 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 whatever God decided to do with that, then God he's it's living it for God, right? So um, I said no, I'm not doing that. I well I love baseball more than anything else in this world, so I'm not giving that to God, and then I did right before my junior year of um, high school. And then God took it away real quickly and not because of anything. Well, because of what I did, I was failing pretty much every subject I had in school and I couldn't play on the baseball team. And that like hurt a lot. Now I got it back. I had an amazing senior year and I got a college scholarship, but I turned it down because I ultimately felt like God did not call me to be a baseball player. God was calling me for something else. So when you think about, and you look back at swimming as as you were talking about, did, was that swimming? Do you feel maybe as great and as gifted and talented you were at swimming? Because obviously you were. You got to go to a Division One college to swim. Do you feel like maybe swimming was like before God and God had to say, hey, you need to get me in front of this? Yeah, I mean, I, I would yeah, um, like recite Philippians 413 mm. before every single race you know yeah. i'm I, as just like everyone because <laughs> yeah. it's like everyone's go-to verse but um you know I, I, did i have god in my life through high school and those two years of college yeah but not probably as strongly mm. and as close as i should have so um yeah i think that was something was even though it did take me to go down into like a very dark um, valley, it did ultimately emerge that it was w one of the best things that probably happened in my life, which like for someone that's struggling through s something like that right now, it's hard to imagine, but like I said, and yeah, it probably was God saying like, you know, you gotta put me first. Mm -hmm. um, and so someone that's going through that now, you know, they're not, they, they don't wanna hear that. Like they want to stay, you know, doing well, winning and getting those medals and getting those, uh, you know, recognition for being able to do something physically awesome. Um, but in reality, like, is that honoring and pleasing to God if you're not putting him first? And I think that's kind of what God had to make me realize. Bro, you got to get some food in your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to you, Rock. <laughs> All right, let me rewind. We'll just rewind it a little bit to to uh, mom and dad basin. So you guys are transplants out of the area. You move into Danville. Um, how did you wind up at Bloomsbury Christian Church? Well, my my family is originally from the area. My mom's parents are from uh, the Berwick area. Mm -hmm. um, quick little family uh, notable that uh, is, is interesting to, to look at. My great-grandfather, Edwin Atley Glenn uh, from Berwick, he wrote the Berwick High School alma mater. Oh, oh. Wow. Yeah, so kind of cool. That's it's cool. always interesting when I run into folks that are yeah. Berwick grads, I always ask them who, who wrote the Berwick alma mater. They have no clue. I have no clue who wrote the Lock Haven <laughs> alma mater. But then I tell right. them, and they're like, oh, my gosh. And so it, it's an interesting connection. And my, my father's parents are from Bloom. Uh, my grandfather, Leonard Basin, worked at McGee Carpet uh, until oh, he retired. So there's just mm. some neat connections there. And my great-grandmother, my, my, my father's father's mom, was uh, Zella Munson, 
who was a longtime member and uh, attendee here at, at Bloomsburg Church of Christ. And I remember going to church, I think at least once, with my great-grandmother uh, when the church was on West Street. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, we were currently, when we moved to Danville, we were attending uh, Methodist Church up in, uh, in, in Danville. Um, there were some some changes happening there. We uh, also then had a flood here in the area and we wanted to help out. So I came down and we somehow got connected with Ed Keller, who was a member here at Bloomsburg Christian. And just interesting how uh, God puts the right people in the right places at the right time. And Mm. so we started looking at, uh, I was like, man, we started finding some family that was actually here at Bloomsburg Christian that were related to my great-grandmother. And so it was just kind of one thing led to another. And so here, I guess it was uh, 2014, we started uh, worshiping here. And so coming up on 10 years and it's, uh, it's been awesome. Very thankful. It's a great church and Eric's done an, uh, an amazing job. Love the sermons and. And you guys are involved in the church? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Would you care to mention? How you were involved in the church? Uh, I was asked to uh, asked to be an elder here uh, last year, which I was uh, humbled and honored, and uh, so that's, uh, to be able to have the opportunity to uh, be in a leadership role, to be able to help help folks, encourage folks, and meet folks, and get to know people, and help guiding with the church. Yeah, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm honored that uh, it was something that was considered. Amen. Glad you're there. What do you guys think about dad being or your husband being uh, in leadership? You guys, because obviously, you know, it was probably a, wasn't a, a decision I would assume that Brad made by himself, right? He talked to you guys and um, you were, uh, were you like, go for it? Were you like, let's pray about it? Are you? <laughs> um, I think he has a lot of good insights. And so, yeah, I mean, he sees things that sometimes people don't see. And so he, if he can add something in that direction and in that manner, I think that would be a helpful, yeah. a helpful appointment. Um, <laughs> I remember he called me right before he was like, I, I didn't realize there was like an interview. Mm-hmm. And so he called me right before he's, uh, he's, he's like, yeah, I just have a few minutes to kill. I'm like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I like, um, I'm going in to be interviewed uh, for an eldership. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's how I found out. But I mean, he w- definitely was a little nervous yeah, um, sure. going up for that position because it's it's not something you take lightly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think we prayed about it uh, before he went in for, you know, like a good meeting and talk um, before the board of current elders um and obviously that went well yeah well, just asking for god's wisdom and uh if it's in his will i mean that's yeah well i mean correct me if i'm wrong but y- i mean you guys you know you're not just coffee roasters and you're not just an elder like you guys incorporate your faith into what you guys do on a regular basis is, is that correct yeah, we yeah. we we it, it, the old uh, saying of uh, from St. Francis of Assisi, preach a, preach the gospel every day and if necessary use words. Sure. So so what are mm. things that, that we can do to be able to help 
uh, others. Uh, that, that is something that we, we do try to take personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a quote from a, a gentleman by the name of Zig Ziglar, uh, who's passed away. I never got a chance to meet him. I've seen him, but never had the opportunity to go up and actually shake his hand. I wish I would have at the time. Uh, but he has many books and many quotes, but my favorite is you can, uh, essentially, you can have anything in the world you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Mm. It's just basically uh, this aspect of serving. And I think as as business people, as, as Christians, as uh, church leaders, I think we are all in the position we're in the position of serving what can we do to help others how can we show christ's love in helping others i think that's one of the best way Mm -hmm. to be able to help people to see jesus living through us people don't like to people don't like to uh they don't want to be beat over the head with the bible but they love to hear a good story Mm. right um and i think that's something that uh Bloomsburg Christian as a whole, we do a great job of that and in, in, in doing and going out and doing things and helping to serve people to help them to be able to see the love of Christ. Right. And I think too, you know, that thing that goes along with helping others see that and, you know, showing who Christ is without words, you know, it's like that, that other part, like I think so many times, especially in my life, man, I, I, I know that when I can get out of myself, right? If I and and that's what serving others does. Like when you can when you can serve others, you get outside of yourself. God gives you that perspective to see that what's going on is not everything, right? It's not there's all these mountains that we see before us really aren't as big as we think they are. And a lot of times God God uses that process of serving others and, and loving on others and doing something for other people, no matter how big or small those things are, he absolutely uses those, those things for us, for us to help see, um, one, the depth of his love when we help our brother and our sister, but also two to remind us that he's so much bigger than these things, these mountains or, whatever that that we see or perceive before us too. Yep. I mean, I look, God will do many things to be able to get our attention. Yeah. And we may look at things as either being good or bad or challenges or opportunities or disasters and it'd be, he'll do all kinds of things to say, mm-hmm. "Hey, I'm here. I love you." Yeah. He absolutely does. Right. But here's the thing. Yeah. Do you love him? Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. relationship. Oh, absolutely. It's two yeah. ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that's something that, that yeah. we have experienced. I know you two have experienced. I think Elizabeth spoke about it in all the different ways. He be, uh, was trying to say, hey, I'm over here. Don't forget about me. Right. <laughs> and right, right, right. It, it's easy to say, oh, leave me alone. I'm okay. I can do this myself. Yeah. Uh, but then to be able to say, son of a gun. Yeah, I do need you. Yeah. I have a shirt, actually, that I got from Jordana Adams. Cute little Christian boutique over in Lewisburg. You should go check it out. Free marketing right there. <laughs> um, but the shirt says, it says, it says relationship, and then there's a line. It says relation, religion. So it's yeah. relationship of religion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you look at that, yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's what you could say I was practicing through high school was religion. I was sure. going mm-hmm. to church. I was reading my Bible. But right. it wasn't until, you know, halfway through college where it was like, well, no, I need a re- re- relationship. I need to spend that time with Christ. I need right. to, you know, 
dive deeper and understand what that means and grow closer to him and i think that's i mean i think that's what a, a lot of people are yeah. come to realize eventually is and i think this church does a great job of that is yeah. you want that relationship you don't yeah. want just the religion yeah. right and we see that in scripture right we see we see the the fight that so many of uh of, of the people that follow eventually follow Jesus had, right? Like we talk about Paul, like Paul, Paul was very religious, but he had no relationship with Jesus until Jesus came and showed up in his life to challenge him, to follow him. Yeah. You look at Paul, you yeah. look at David, you look at Job, yeah. you look at any of them. Really? Uh, yeah. You look at Joseph yeah. and all these things that man thought it meant for bad but god meant it for good yeah even looking at abraham and the and the and, and god's you know you know challenge to 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 have isaac be that sacrifice right so it's like you even see it there in old testament it's like are you going to follow the religion or are you going to follow me right because that's that's something that we do as believers, and 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 certainly has happened throughout. The, you can see it throughout Scripture. Is like, man, as humans, we do a really good job of messing up something that can be so easy. Yep. And 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 time and time again, it's like it's 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 that battle between what we choose to worship, right? Are we gonna? And that's the the saying. The saying goes to so what what you worship controls you. And even in, in having that out of line in any regard, right? You can take a really good thing. And if it's the thing that you're worshiping over God, it still ends up being a bad thing. And you can see that throughout scripture. And we can see that playing out in each other's lives on a regular basis. I mean, nobody's testimony that I've ever run into has never had some element of where that, that thing that they were worshiping at one point was not not fully God or not God to the level that he deserved, not to the level that um, was going to keep us in a, in a way where we are worshiping the, the God of love and truth and wisdom and not these other things that, that are just counterfeits or, or at least steal our attention in a way that leads us to, to worship them in a way that brings us out of sync and to wrap it around again, puts us on that roller coaster, right? Um, the roller coaster feels really fun when you get to the top of it, <laughs> but that's not everything, you know, and, and, and God's, God's relationship with us, it's not meant to be a roller coaster at all. It's not meant to be a roller coaster. Um, but sometimes we do a really good job of getting in the way of it, <laughs> right? Amen. Yeah, we, do. Amen. <laughs> we do. Amen. We do. Well, do you guys have anything else to, that you'd like to add or... No? Good? Yeah? I don't know about you, Brock, but I could go for a coffee break. I could go for a coffee break, too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Brad, there's a saying that you usually like to say around basin coffee roasting. Um, wow, he looks confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you like to fill him <laughs> in? I got a couple. Which one? I mean, I, mean, uh, I want to hear them. Give, give them a talk. <laughs> well, we're gonna, here's what's going to happen. We're going to just make a t-shirt out of whatever you say next, okay? Oh, boy. So, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my fa my favorite uh, imparting in, in people is to always tell people to make it a great day. <laughs>
That's the one. I is that the one you're looking for? That's yeah, what I was that thinking. is one. Yes, I stole it from somebody else. It's not original. Uh, That's okay. A friend of mine by the name of John Rogers used to say it, and uh, but it's true. It's up to us as to what our day is going to be like. Right. Yeah, stuff's going to be thrown at us. Absolutely. It's how we re how we respond, not react. Mm-hmm. to these various situations gets that's going to determine the outcome you know whether you want the outcome to be more positive or negative is purely up to us as to how we respond to those situations so it is up to us to make it a great day well thank you basin family for joining us on this episode thank you for your vulnerability and thank you for your time and uh, we're going to wrap it up here Thank you very much for the opportunity, gentlemen. This has been uh, this has been awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right, beards out.